Only a few weeks ago, the Chargers season was hanging by a thread, but now they are firmly in the playoff race, and if they play their cards right, they can actually get themselves a super favorable matchup. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and we've been covering the Chargers together now for six seasons. This is our fifth season as a host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen today. To make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. And I think, David, Playoffs are the big thing for the Chargers right now. And not only are the Chargers, I mean, really, the Chargers should make the playoffs, but they could also get themselves a really favorable matchup against the team that they've already beaten once they get there to get themselves, you know, punch their ticket into potentially even the next round after that. But we also talk about who we would rather have between the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Bengals. Three buzz songs that the Chargers could potentially have to play in the first round of the playoffs. Hopefully they can just knock all each other out. The Chargers can just sit by and let it happen, but probably not likely. But it is our fan mail show today, getting into our Chargers mailbags. So we'll also talk about the Chargers offensive weapons like Keenan Allen and potentially for Keenan Allen. Is it time to consider him being released after next season, considering what that cap it is? And should the Chargers be hunting for a new weapon for Justin Herbert? Because everyone else in his draft class seems to have gotten those kind of weapons with Tyreek Hill out there, you know, Jalen Waddle, Jamar Chase and all of those guys as well. But today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. If you ever dreamed about being an NFL GM and managing your football franchise, then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. Our listeners can receive a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, in the game. All right, David, we have our Chargers mailbag here today, and we have the first question here from Max Carlini, who asks, if the Chargers made the playoffs, who would your favorite matchup be? So, there's a couple of different ways to look at that. I mean, my favorite matchup would be the matchup that gets the Chargers most easily into the next round, right? And yes. I, a lot of people think that they have to get one of these juggernauts in the first round, but they really don't, David, because where they're sitting right now in the sixth seed, the five seed is very attainable, and that has to be what you're aiming for at all costs right now to get yourself the best matchup because the best matchup for me, David, is the Chargers winning out, the Ravens losing at least one more game either to the Bengals or the Steelers, an AFC team. And the Chargers slide into the five spot where they potentially get either the Titans, who they already beat, or the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, which I would like to see both of these teams for different reasons. Obviously, for the Tennessee Titans, you already know that you can beat that team because you've done it. And you could potentially have a very different version of your defense going up against that team when you do play them again with guys like Derwin James and hopefully Joey Bosa getting added to the fold and changing the dynamic of your defense and being able to come up with an even better game plan or the Jacksonville Jaguars because the Chargers need some get back. Okay, that was one of the worst losses of the season and not just by the scoreboard. I mean, they lost Rashawn Slater in that game. Joey Bosa got injured as well. It was a just a catastrophic game just Jaylen with Guyton, the results too. yeah and Jalen Guyton just several pieces several guys that we expected to have very big roles for this Chargers team were lost for 
you know, not if not the whole season or most of the season. So, yeah, yeah the, the Chargers owe the Jaguars a, a big, big loss. Um, so either one of those two two teams would definitely be the most ideal matchup. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I mean, I think for the Chargers, you have to hope that you can get one of those two teams because the other thing about that game, not only missing those guys, right? I think Corey Lindsley left for part of that game as well. But yeah, the other part of it, it was Justin Herbert was super out of it in that game because of the rib injury that he sustained the week before, yes. right? That was where we saw really hitting him the most. And although the Jaguars are hot and although the Jaguars blew the Chargers out, I mean, that's still a matchup I'd rather see than, you know, the Chiefs or the Bengals or the Bills because all those teams are really just firing on all cylinders, right? To a certain extent or another. And for me, I hope those other teams get to play each other, right? And, and knock each other out and that would be great if one of those teams could get upset in the first round if the Chargers get the AFC South. But chances are you're going to have to face, you know, at least one of those teams, probably two of those teams on your way through the playoffs if you're trying to make a deep run. Who would you rather have, David? Because that is a, you know, a buzzsaw of teams. Those are all teams that are playing at a really, really high level right now. So if the Chargers have to get one of those teams, what's your favorite kind of storyline there? Who would you want to see for the Chargers if you know you're going to have to go up against one of those tough teams anyways? Well, if I'm going up against one of those tough teams, then I want to go against the team that I'm most familiar with, and that is the Kansas City Chiefs. I want to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> the Chargers have been very, very close both of their games that they've played against the Kansas City Chiefs, they have lost by a combined six points, okay? They know that team. They play that team extremely hard and very close. That can definitely go either way. It's going to come down to the last possession, and I like the way that the Chargers are playing right now. If they continue that momentum going up against another matchup with the Kansas City Chiefs, I wouldn't hate it, and I don't think it's the worst matchup of those. I think that the Chargers can definitely beat the Chiefs if they get another opportunity. Yeah, I think on the right day, they could beat any of these teams, right? And I think it is kind of a preference thing. They are 1-0 under the Brandon Staley era against the Cincinnati Bengals. Had a pretty good game plan against That's them true. last year, right? And they beat them, I think, by 19 points in that yep. game. But that was a weird kind of game, too. There were some fluky things that happened in that one. But at least you've seen them beat them, right? I think the Bengals right now, though, not only are they the hottest of the teams, they've won six straight and beat the Chiefs in that stretch. But I think they're probably the all, the most complete team out of that group right now because of the injuries to the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. And I think that the Chargers could take down either one. I would be happy with the Chiefs, though. I mean, yeah. the Chargers obviously have lost to the Chiefs twice this year. It would be a great thing to knock Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs out of the playoffs. That would be so satisfying. Rival, so oh, it would man. be great. And, I mean, the Chiefs' biggest wins this year are the 49ers and the Jaguars, right? They yeah. also got played tightly by the Texans. They also got beat by the Colts. So they're not invincible, right? It's going to be tough no matter what. Look at what he did, you know, Patrick Mahomes against the Bills last year in the playoffs. That was an insane game. But yeah. you had, I, I think I would take the Chiefs out of those three teams, though. Right now, it would be the Bengals if the playoffs were to start today. The Chargers yeah. are the sixth seed. The Bengals in this scenario are the three seed as things stand right now. Six versus three is what the matchup would be. That would be a really, really scary matchup for the Chargers. But we do have one more question kind of revolving around this. Dominic Muchacito. All right, sorry for butchering that. <laughs> Should the Chargers rest players if they quench a spot as soon as this weekend? Dave, this is a, I mean, we just talked about what you could potentially get from the playoffs, right? And he also yeah. puts in here, you know, Bills, Bengals, Chiefs. It's not like you can dodge them all. Well, you can technically dodge them all. You need a little bit of help from the Ravens, but I could see the Ravens losing to the Bengals that last week of the season too. Yeah. You know, if there's something to play for, especially. Yeah, who's or playing quarterback for them? I the mean, Bengals, or, yeah, the Ravens lose any of their next three games, but. 
at this point, David, not only I think is it important because if the guys are healthy, you got to play them. But I also think like this is your chance to hopefully work some things out before you get there, which I think is important. Yeah, because, hey, like no matter where the Chargers are at right now at eight and six, there are still obvious things that they need to clean up and they need to fix. They need to get better in the red zone. They need to continue to improve against the run. They need to continue to get off the field on third downs. They need to score a touchdown in the third quarter for (laughs) crying out loud, please. There is a lot of things that this Chargers team still needs to continue to work on. And I want this to be a well-oiled machine as they head into the playoffs. I am not a fan of of resting players because there are still seeding and potential opponents that are on the line. There's still stuff to be playing for. I don't like the idea of resting players. I just think, especially when they do that and heading into the playoffs, I just feel like that's a recipe for a sluggish start. And I just don't think that's the way to win when it really, really matters. Yeah, and we can approach it again when, you know, if the Chargers go into the last week of the season and there's literally nothing to gain going up against a pretty tough Broncos then, yeah. defense, you know, we can revisit the conversation. I yes. think where it is right now, it's hard to imagine a situation where the Chargers can't help themselves by winning exactly. out and winning that last game of the season. You have to play everyone and you have to kind of start integrating some of these guys who were injured back into the lineup and seeing how everyone fits. And I think that part exactly is very important, but an invaluable piece of the Chargers offense, as we've seen this season, is Keenan Allen. The Chargers are so much better when he has been on the field so far this year. Yet there is still a sect of the Chargers fan base that wonders if he should maybe be released next year to save some cap space. So we're going to talk about that. And also the Chargers being committed to trying to find Justin Herbert, a nice new young weapon to compliment him in this offense coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys about a new game that I have been loving to play. I'm really geeked for our new partner and our sponsor of today's episode, the mobile game Ultimate Football GM. Have you ever dreamed about becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise? Well, now you can make that dream come true, and this game is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches, trading players, making draft picks, and navigating your franchise through free agency and draft all the up and all of the up and downs that you would face in an NFL season, which you're Chargers fans. <laughs> you know how to navigate the ups and downs. I mean, I, it's felt a lot like the Chargers as I've been trying to build up my franchise on Ultimate Football GM. But make sure you guys go to the app stores and download the Ultimate Football GM app because right now, Locked On Chargers listeners get a free 100% boost to their franchise when they use the promo code Locked On, all caps in the game store. That's Locked On in all caps. So make sure to check it out today. To download the app, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com, Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. This episode is brought to you by Audible as well, guys. Audible is releasing a new slate of football podcasts that we're sure you're going to love. That's why you'll be able to find an episode from The League available as a bonus episode on the Lockdown NFL channel. The League is an eight-part docuseries about the most bizarre, inspirational, and unlikely stories connected to America's favorite sport, pro football. Narrated by Super Bowl champion and legendary smack talker Richard Sherman and sports broadcaster and rising star Taylor Brooks. Two people I love hearing from and some really, really weird stories. You're not going to want to miss it. It spans from the 1940s to present day. The bonus episode that you guys can hear right now, The Way of the Cowboys, an incredible story about how the 1977 Dallas Cowboys brought in Bruce Lee's protege to teach their defense martial arts, ushering in a new era of the way the league trained. Each story offers equal parts history, entertainment, and social commentary, so head over to the Lockdown NFL channel for a bonus episode of the league or catch the full series wherever you get your podcast from. Available now. Audible. Get in the game. 
time to continue this Chargers Mayo back here, David. And we have a good question coming in from Elijah Conant, who is asking a question I think a lot of Charger fans have asked, especially with his absence so far this year. And it's about Keenan Allen. He's asking, is now a time to look at moving Keenan Allen in the offseason after a disappointing year? So it's not asking for a straight-up release, but I think that's the general consensus. I don't know what you're trading for with his contract. Maybe there's some takers out there. Obviously, he's over 30 at this point. But David, I mean, I think if this year has shown us anything, it's how important Keenan Allen is to this offense. I know, obviously, the injury, you know, that happened to him this year is super cause for concern because it took him so long to come back from that hamstring. But he's been super healthy in the years leading up to it. He is getting older, but it's hard for me to imagine this being a good move for the Chargers in the immediate future right now. Yeah, and and that's exactly what I was going to say is like, I understand that it's been disappointing from an injury standpoint, but it's because it's obvious how it looks when he is not there and how it looks when he is there. And the stats back that up. I mean, he is still an absolute machine getting first downs. Now he's played in seven games this season. Okay. Let's, you know, make sure that we make that clear. He is fourth on the team and first downs that he has gained. Okay. Fourth. And all the other guys have played 13, 14 games. So that's just goes to show you, he is an absolute machine continuing to move the ball down the football field. And, you know, he's still producing at a pretty high level, 11.6 yards a catch. He's had actually some more, you know, explosive plays this season, throwing, you know, getting receptions, you know, 20, 30 plus yards down the football field. They're really accessing the deep part of the field with Keenan. And also, you know, if you look at the financials as well, I don't know if it makes the most sense to cut him going into next season. It's 6.9 mil that you would uh, be getting dead cap and 19 million that you would save. Although, if you do cut him after 2023, that's where the real, real savings comes in. It's only 2.7 at dead cap and you save $23 million towards the cap. So if, if that, you know, if you were eventually going to want to, you know, part ways with Keenan Allen, that would be the appropriate time. Not now. I agree with that. I mean, I think financially that obviously makes the most sense. And and I think you don't really have the backup plan either. Right. I mean, I like Josh Palmer. He's not Keenan Allen. No, it's just a very different skill set. And I think you talking about, you know, it kind of showing up for the chargers this season and in the numbers, I mean, the last three games just alone, right? Just the last three games, three giant games for the chargers. He has 26 catches for 266 yards and a touchdown, right? That's averaging, you know, 80, almost pretty, pretty much 90 yards per game over that span and over eight catches per game during that span. Here it is four and two when Keenan Allen has at least three catches in a game that Mm. basically is only excluding the game from the Seahawks where he was obviously not healthy. Right. Right. They're four and four in every other game this season. So the only time the Chargers have consistently been better than a 500 team, right. Is when Keenan Allen's on the field. And you're right. I mean, 2024, it's hard for me to see him reaching that year with how much savings there'll be for the Chargers. Yeah. But even with Keenan Allen, David, it still seems like maybe not that the Chargers don't have good weapons, right? But maybe they're a little bit misfitting, which is where I think Cameron's coming from in this next voicemail. Let's hear what Cameron has for us. My name is Cameron, and I'm from Texas. Um, I just wanted to know if you guys think a new offensive weapon is overdue for Justin Herbert and the Chargers offense. Uh, the current core pieces have been in there, have been in place since Philip Rivers was on the team, and every other 2020 quarterback has gotten a new premier weapon since being drafted um so is Justin Herbert overdue for a new one 
I mean, it's a good question. And, and I the thing is about that part specifically, that last part there, is that Justin Herbert also came into a much better situation of weapons than most of those other guys did, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, and Mike Williams already at his disposal as having Austin Eckler. But yeah, those guys were the same kind of offensive trio the Chargers are relying on now. We're still the offensive trio when Phillip Rivers played his last season for the Chargers. And I do think there does need to be some sort of kind of youthful injection into this group, David, whether it's, you know, getting a an all-star tight end, right? Because it doesn't have to necessarily be an, a, a wide receiver. If you can find a game-changing tight end, which there's like five of them in the league, it's not easy to do. But if you can get a true difference maker in that position or just find the right receiver that I think fits better with your receivers, because that's the thing. It's like, I don't think the Chargers are lacking. I just think that the wide receiver room itself is kind of misput together because you have three guys with not always similar skill sets, but none of those guys is a true deep threat in a you know old-fashioned sense of being able to just run past people. And I think there is a problem with kind of how those three guys' skill sets work when they're all on the field at the same time. You know, Josh Palmer, Mike Williams, and Keenan Allen. Yeah, definitely. I just don't think that the, the their skill sets really you know enhance each other's uh, as much as per se, having a guy that can really stretch the field, that can really burn, that can really, really take the top off a of defense and really kind of test the uh, the actual arm strength of Justin Herbert and see <laughs> yeah. how far he can really chuck it down the football field. Because, hey, I mean, if we if you put a burner with Justin Herbert, he's going to hit that guy in stride. I mean, there's not going to be no under throwing with Justin Herbert. We know he's got an absolute bazooka. So yeah. when you got a guy that can really stretch the defense, that's going to open up things underneath for those guys like Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, who do a lot of their dirty work, you know, in the middle of the football field in your short and intermediate ranges. That's one thing we've been pounding the table for. It's yeah, like, why is this not a thing? Why An obvious not, missing piece. Yeah. yeah. Why are you not getting somebody who is a just absolute burner who has sure. world class speed? And obviously that's harder to find than you would you know, imagine They they don't just grow on trees. But right. yes, they absolutely need to add a true deep threat with real blazing speed to this group of weapons and you'll see really what justin herbert is capable of doing yeah and i think you know if there's any way for you to get any kind of just difference maker offensively you find a way to bring them in no matter what your skill position groups look like in this offseason right because look at what aj brown has done for jalen hurts he's an mvp this year right it's a great team obviously but look what tyreek hill has done for tua right it's it's crazy look what jamar chase has done for joe burrow like the oh, list yeah. goes on. I mean, those players don't grow on trees and they're extremely hard to get. And I mean, yeah, most of those, yeah, the last two of those guys, I mean, were top five picks in the NFL draft. So they don't grow on trees necessarily. But yeah, you see what that kind of player can do for your young ascending quarterback and for the Chargers. I mean, you just need better weapons to fit what his skill set is, which is the biggest arm in the league potentially. Right. And just oh, yeah. someone that if you add an electric, an explosive type of player with him, Where's the ceiling on him, right? I, it's hard to say at this point because it would just look so nice if he had someone like Jamar Chase, right, or a Tyreek Hill or an A.J. Brown. Oh, and I man. like him now and Mike Williams. Those guys are just all on a different level right now. They're younger, and they're just more explosive than the guys the Chargers have. Exactly. But we do have more Chargers fan mailbag questions to get into, and we want to get into as many as possible. So coming up next, we're going to talk about the biggest surprise players for the Chargers this year and which players potentially just played their way into new contracts and also get into if Cameron Dicker is truly the kicker of the future for the Chargers coming up right after this 
But I do need to tell you guys something that's perfect for the holidays. This holiday, find what you love at Total Wine and more. With so many great bottles to choose from, it's easy to find a new favorite single barrel bourbon or the perfect gift for everyone on your list with some help from a friendly guide. There's one Christmas present that never misses alcohol. I mean, I can say that for sure. I've never been upset about alcohol. And with all the confidence you guys will have, knowing that you got something special for the lowest price, love what you find only at Total Wine and more. Curbside pickup and delivery available in most areas. Visit TotalWine.com and learn more. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be 21. Let's pick up our Chargers mail back here, David, with Superfan Zach. It's been a while since we've been able to get him on the show, and he has a good question for us today. He's asking, who has been a surprise player, in your opinion, so far in 2022 in a positive way? So, David, there's a few different guys you could choose from, and I think a lot of these guys have stepped up recently, too, right? Because Chargers have been good over the last two games, especially on the defensive side. But when you're looking at who the biggest surprises are, I mean, we obviously picked our breakout players at the beginning of the season. Those don't always pan out. But there have been some other guys who have really stepped up. Who would you go with? Yeah, two guys that come to mind right away on defense. It's Michael Davis. Michael Davis has been fantastic this year, and he's really turned it on lately. It just seems like everything is starting to click for him. Talent has never been the issue. He has everything that you want from a corner. He has the size, the length, and the speed. And now it's starting to marry with the knowledge of the system and being able to go out there and play fast and play physical and he has been a revelation he has been fantastic got to give him his flowers he's been great second guy who really went into this offseason and really really rededicated himself and really changed the way his body looks and it was noticeable right away as soon as Daniel and I was there at training camp it's Joshua Kelly the running back that's a good one He's been fantastic as well. Just love the way he has ran the football this year. seems like he's really hitting the hole. You can see just some obvious juice there. When he is getting the football, he is making things happen. He's been a great compliment to Austin Eckler, which is someone and something we've been waiting for to just get that Robin to the Batman. And it seems like Joshua Kelly might finally be ready to take that place. Yeah, you have me thinking about Josh Kelly just staring at me at Chargers training camp as if I like <laughs> kicked his dog or something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, those guys are all great. And I think especially for Michael Davis coming in as an undrafted free agent, right, out of BYU, yeah. working his way and making the team as an undrafted free agent, being cut a bunch of times, right? I mean, just being really bad early on in his career. The way he grew up in Gus Bradley's defense and got better and now – the biggest surprise being how bad he was in Staley's scheme, you know, where it just didn't seem like a fit in year one Yeah. to where now he is CB one, even with an ascending Asante Samuel jr. On the team. Right. And that's saying something. And I mean, it makes you feel a lot better about the JC Jackson situation of it all, knowing that yeah. these two guys have been playing as well as they have. Cause those two guys have played as well as any duo of corners in the NFL over the last few weeks. And it's been a lot of fun to watch. I would add Trey Pipkins. Trey Pipkins easily to me has to be one of the biggest surprises by a long shot because how scared were we all seeing Trey Pipkins, right, as the the starter at right tackle? I mean, let's not forget, guys, this dude, Storm Norton, who, right, got replaced by a couple of different players at right tackle already, and the Chargers are basically willing to put anyone out there at right tackle, not named Storm Norton. He was fighting with Trey Pipkins for a starting spot at right tackle. That's the conversation we were having in training. Yeah. Camp. And we heard how much work Trey Pipkins put in. When you're talking about rededicating himself this offseason, that's who I thought you were talking about, right? Because yeah. he has come in looking like a above average 
right tackle. Like he was maybe their best offensive lineman just in this last game, looked noticeably healthier in this last game, making plays in the running game. And right now it doesn't feel like the Chargers have a big problem at right tackle, but he is going to be a free agent. So that takes us to the next question here, David, from Mr. Dab, who asks, even with all the injuries on defense, the Chargers defense has been playing some good ball the past couple of weeks. What players are due for big or bigger rules and what players should the Chargers look to retain and move on from this offseason? So I think there's definitely some guys who have def- shown that they deserve bigger roles. Brayden Fajoko, right? One yes. of those for sure. Aloha Gilman definitely yeah. has really shown up the last few weeks and has shown why he should be on the field. And I think there's players here that are kind of working themselves into contracts, David, because there's guys, I mean, we weren't thinking of this next class being something where the Chargers had to sign a bunch of people. Yeah. Uh, but now there's some guys who I think have played themselves into it. So who would you be looking at right now as guys who are playing well, who you think potentially just earned themselves another contract with the Chargers? Yeah. So the first guy that comes to mind is Drew Tranquil. Don't yep. make this. Don't make the same mistake. Okay. Don't make the same mistake that you made last year and let another quality linebacker that seems to be playing his best football walk and go to another team. Don't let right. that happen. Drew Tranquil 100%. has done everything that you've asked him to do. He has rushed the passer at a high level. He is a tackling machine. He has racked up the tackles, the tackles for loss. It's all over the tape. He's a leader for this team, a vocal leader. He's a guy that you have to bring back. It just seems like he is part of the fabric of the Chargers defense. Don't make that same mistake. You got to keep Drew. He's a great one. I, I think, yeah, especially even with it, you know, Kenneth Murray playing better over the last couple of weeks and having some good games there. It's, you don't feel great about that linebacker position. Maybe they tried to replace him, but it's been a hard position for the Chargers to fill. Yeah. And I don't have a ton of faith that they could just go into the draft and, and make that right choice and let Drew Tranquil go. They didn't yeah. really take one in this draft, right? And mm-hmm. don't really have any obvious backup plans for Drew Tranquil as we see it right now. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he's a good one. I think Trey Pipkins, I mean, I think you have to try to re-sign that guy. Definitely. I mean, even with the yeah. injuries this year, I mean, I think he has shown he can be your answer, a right tackle. And yeah. he's obviously tried to tough it out and has played well even through some injuries this year. Yeah. He's a guy that's up there. Alohi Gilman is interesting, right? Because – he has been really up and down basically his entire career for the Chargers, right? But the other yeah. part of it is is they also have Nazir Adderley heading for free agency. I know our f- good friend, Atir, I don't know if we're getting into the voicemail on this show, but I appreciate your question. I was asking, do you sign Alohi over Nas at this point with how well Alohi's been able to play? Even though Nazir Adderley was really good in the last game as well. But I think it's a fair question at this point. The real question is, is can the Chargers really bring back both of those guys with the money that they have invest you know invested in derwin james already and at the safety position because the thing is now david kind of like with linebackers who's stepping up because you you could draft another safety but you just spent a third round pick on a safety last year in jt woods and you just have no idea how to feel about it yeah i mean the, the good thing is is you don't really have to worry about this entire uh, situation right away because alohi gilman is under contract for 2023 right. so he has one more year but nas he is a not free really the same position though. That's kind of the hard thing. Too, yeah, right? exactly. Because you know, although he really is a strong safety. Okay, he, he's really more playing the the Derwin James type of position, and Nas is a free safety. I mean, he, even he's though more their play has kind of been opposite. Like although yeah. he's been good in coverage, right? Bacon broken up some passes, and yeah. here when he's in the box, he's probably potentially been the best version of him, which is odd to say. It, it is. It is weird. And but I mean, hey, the one thing we know about. You know, this Chargers defense and Brandon Staley is he loves to collect defensive backs. And and also, I, I think if you look at Nazir Adderley's body of work, 
we were expecting to get a lot more interceptions that we than we have out of him when he was taken in second in the second round of the NFL draft. So I don't know what that contract's going to look like. I don't think it's going to get anywhere crazy because he doesn't really have the production to be able to stand on cheap. asking yeah. for a huge contract. So I don't know if this is a huge issue, but right now. We still have to see how the rest of the season unfolds. I mean, Nazir yeah. Adley played some good football in this last game, and we'll have to see if it continues because, you know, this league is, you know, it's a week-to-week league. we got to see them continue to put it together. And we'll see what happens, you know, when Derwin James comes back into it too and see if yeah. they can maybe have, may have some moments, right? And I think Alohi, the nice thing is you could potentially have all three of those guys on the field. There was a nice play where Alohi was playing money in this last game, stepped up, met a lot of fullback in the hole, Shed to the fullback and actually looked better than a lot of Chargers linebackers have looked in that situation. I mean, he laid a big hit on Derrick Henry in that game, too, in the last one. Definitely not afraid to throw his hat in there, for sure. We do have one more question here, though, David, from SA38, which is, given what this season has been, who would you rather have a kicker moving forward, Dicker or Hopkins, which would make the most sense factoring in the experience, cap space, and et cetera? So, Dave, this is tough. I like Dustin Hopkins. Can you not make Cameron Dicker your kicker at this point? I don't know. The the one problem is is I have the same issue with both both kickers. I have no idea what your accuracy is past 50, 50 yards. Yeah. Okay. Nobody has showed me anything. Dicker has like one opportunity, and I think he yeah, he's, that he's one. over one. So. so and we haven't seen very much out of Dustin Hopkins either. I mean, if we're talking about contract situation, obviously you know, you're going to be able to get Cameron Dicker for a cheaper contract than what you've signed Dustin Hopkins for, because you're really paying him for that experience that he's had in his NFL career. When he has but, a, Hopkins has a $5.5 million cap hit in 2024. So oh, yeah. that, that's a pretty fat cap hit for a kicker, right? That and, is. And a 1.6 million they would save next year. Financially, it would make more sense to go with Dicker. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just still want to see them get more ops from 50 plus because I mean, really, that's what you want from these kickers. I, I just need to see them put it through the uprights from 50 plus a lot more often than we have got the opportunity to see. Yeah. I mean, it's just too soon to know from 50 plus what Cameron Dicker can do. I mean, we know that Des Hopkins hasn't been good and more opportunities from 50 plus with the That's Chargers, true. right? And just if you're looking for consistency, right? One or the other. I mean, Nate Caden could make some 50 yard field goals, right? But what did he do in the clutch? He choked yeah. almost yeah. every time, right? Cameron Dicker, as a rookie, has three game-winning field goals this year. Two with the Chargers, yeah. one with the Eagles. Dustin That's Hopkins true. has a game-winning field goal for the Chargers this year on one leg in a game. Like, it's tough when yeah. you have these games. Like, you know, when you have players like this where neither one of them really deserves to get cut. Dustin Hopkins has been solid. Only missed one kick for the Chargers all year. Yeah. But Cameron Dicker's also made 16 out of 17 of his kicks this year. Well over 90% on the percentage. He has not missed a PAT and that consistency, I think, is why I would end up going with him. Because at Dustin Hopkins, there's a longer track record, obviously. But yeah. he has some ups and downs in that track record as well. The reason why he wasn't on a team when the Chargers picked him up to begin with, right? Cameron yeah. Dicker, since he has stepped on the field, has stepped up in big moments. And most importantly, has made, you know, almost every kick that he's attempted. Hopefully, we get to see, you know, him take some 50-plus yarders over the next few weeks. But the Chargers also don't take a bunch of 50-plus yarders. They yeah. And they usually are going for it on fourth down. But there's going to be a time where it's fourth and seventeen. And it's going to be a 55-yard kick, right, to win a game or something like that. Yep. And that you would still feel uncomfortable. But the reason I go Dicker here is because neither one of those dudes makes you feel comfortable right now. You're so right. At least right now, that's Cameron Dicker for me. As much as I like Dustin Hopkins, I love what he brings to the team. I feel like he's I a agree team with you. leader as much as a special teams player can be. 
in yeah. that regard. So it'll be sad if they do end up releasing him, but I don't know how you go away from Dicker the kicker at this point. That is going to do it for today's show, though. Make sure you guys are back here tomorrow for Crossover Thursday, Locked on Colts, Locked on Chargers. Going to get into the bottom of <laughs> how the Colts blew that 33-point lead last week. A team reeling after that. I mean, salute to you doing things not even the Chargers have been able to do while charging their way through the last 60 years of franchise existence. But to make sure you guys don't miss it, go subscribe to the Locked on Chargers YouTube channel or follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcasts from. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. Thank you to everyone who hit us up on Twitter today for the Locked On Chargers Twitter, you know, Chargers mailbag today. You can hit us up there at Locked On LAC if you want to get your questions in for the next show. You can also hit me up on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports and David Drogmeyer on Twitter at Drotalk SD, and his DMs are always open. Thank you for all the voicemails today. You guys can also call into that at 323-524-7924. If you put your 30-second Chargers question in there, there's a high likelihood it gets on the show on the next week. But that was a lot of fun today. If you guys, uh, Thank you guys again for making us your first listen. If you need a second listen, make sure to check out Lockdown Sports today with Peter Bukowski, one of the best hosts on the network, getting into all of the stories around the league that you can only get from the Lockdown local experts. You're not going to get it on first take. They're going to talk about the Jets and the Cowboys. Go to the place that you're going to find out everything that's going on around the league, available wherever you get your podcast from. But thank you guys so much for checking us out today. Make sure you're back here tomorrow for the Lockdown Colts crossover episode. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.